You're listening to Edge of the Rabbit Hole in our May 9th, 2017 episode, How Loved Ones Communicate from Spirit with Rob Guttrow. Welcome, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole, the live stream show. I am Mike Ricksecker, Hunter Road Media. With me, as always, is Vanessa Hogo and, of course, our chat shenanigator, Shauna, down in the chat room. And uh, with us tonight is Rob Guttrow returning. Um, last time we had him on, um, it was one of our very first uh, live streams and had some technical difficulties. So great to have him back on. And uh, we're going to get into some uh, great stuff this evening um, about uh, communicating with loved ones from spirit, uh, which is, I think, a great, great topic. Uh, but before we do that, of course, we've got to take care of a couple of housekeeping things, which um, that's the first time I've ever used that term on the show before. Um, we have a few things to talk about. And um, you know, I'll, I'll toss the chat up here real quick so everybody can uh, see themselves, of course. And I know all people have been asking about the, uh, the Goldenrod showboat and there is Shauna and she can probably answer many of those questions better than I because she was actually out there yesterday and um, you know really what's going on there's been a lot of flooding within that area um, if you haven't seen the flooding video yet on YouTube go watch it um, it's uh, pretty interesting Shauna got to show me her her hometown with a bunch of water in it all over the place very very interesting and we went to uh, go check out the, uh, the goldenrod and what was going on with that because uh, we'd seen some photographs from friends of hers that had been out there and the water you know was creeping uh, you know further and further up the boat was moving actually toward the road and um, so you know of course there's a lot of concern about that because she hasn't been seaworthy for almost two years now um, she was basically uh, you know dry docked I don't even want to say dock just uh, run aground uh, there so, um, so yeah, we went to go check that out the other day, and then they went to go take a look at it yesterday, and there was a lot, a lot of water within the boat. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot of work to uh, get it out of there once the water recedes and it lands. And, you know, the big concern, of course, is where it lands and um, if it's going to suffer more damage. So there's already going to be damage from the water that's gotten inside, and then there may be more damage from how it lands and you know, what they're going to have to do uh, to get in there and you know get the water out. So there's been some misreports from news media in the area saying that it's sunk. It hasn't sunk, but it's not in good shape right now. So Thank you, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to clarify that. I know Shauna put out a post earlier today trying to clarify all that stuff. Um, uh, heard from Jake Medford, the uh, vice president of the Riverboat Association, earlier tonight. They're talking about uh, maybe setting up a GoFundMe, which is awesome. Uh, when they get that, it, when and if they get that up, um, you know, I'll share that out. I know Sean's going to share that out. Um, but also, right now, what you can do is just go to, and I'll put the uh, the link up here. Um, you can go to goldenrodshowboat.com. Uh, and they do have a donate button there, so you can go there, um, you know, whatever, you know, every little bit helps. Um, you know, I've already uh, already received some feedback today um, from people that are, um, you know, willing to, to, to give a little bit. Um, one of the things, of course, that we always got uh, encounters with the paranormal, so I've uh, been taking orders for this today, and of course part of the proceeds from the book go toward 
um, the restoration and preservation of the golden rod. And so I've been, um, you know, giving them those donations once a quarter. Um, basically, right now, because of what's going on with the boat, I'm just going to give it to them as it, as it comes. So, um, so I'll take care of the bookkeeping on my end. I give it to them once a quarter just because it's easier for a bookkeeping um, and all that. But I'll just give it to them as it comes right now. Kind of like what we did for Cat Gash um, the other year. Maybe it was last year um, when she was having those concerns with her husband. And so I just you know gave her the royalties as they came. So, um, yeah, so please. Uh, go out to show, uh, goingaroundshowboat.com or order a book or if they get the GoFundMe set up then you know donate that way help out whatever you know, whatever you can do whatever you can uh, that would be greatly appreciated so um, that's that bit <laughs> um, also um, okay somebody's saying something about audio audio is good for okay so people do hear okay so one person had an audio thing so. Um, I'm going to pull up on my phone so I can keep control of the chat, or so I can look in the chat, too. Okay, very good. I just never get to see it. Right, you never see it, so... I never see it. Oh, uh, real quick, while yeah. everybody's watching, before we introduce Mr. Fabulous over here, right. um, finish the book, yay, all yeah, the pictures, the everything, book. is all sent into Mike, so... Super stoked about it. Mike, tell me if it sucks so I can fix it before anyone else sees it. <laughs> well, there's always and, some editing. <laughs> but <laughs> it, never, it never sucks. I tried something different this time. Uh, instead of doing chapters, I actually did it in experiences. So it's, it's a little it. different. Yeah. Huh? I'm looking forward to it, really. I, I, I had a, a, a good slash horrible time writing it. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um I'm super stuck, so I just want to see what everybody thinks. So, yay! Cool. Okay, don't okay. Um, two other quick things, of course. We've got Ghosty, so if you haven't got your Ghosty yet, um, check out his Facebook page, which is uh, Ghosty HRM, G H O S T I E. Um, he's, been, he's been around a lot of different places. Uh, there's some other stuff I haven't uh, posted yet. He was in the Bahamas recently, you know, and a couple of historic homes, so we'll get that stuff up there pretty soon here. Um, also, Ghost gets around more than I do. He does. He's all over. He's around more than I do, <laughs> and I travel a lot. Um, I know. Yeah, and Chicago's like, "Hi, Ghosty." All right, and Tammy's saying, "Behave, Ghosty." Yeah, there were some issues with Ghosty in a sock last week. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you missed that. <laughs> Rob's eyes went like this. <laughs> yes, Ghosty in a sock. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Well, yeah, I'll talk about that one later. Um, yeah. Also. We put out there on the, um, well, on, on our Facebook pages and the Edge of the Rabbit Hole Facebook page, the t-shirt idea. So apparently you guys were were cool with being called the Mad Hatters. So there's the uh, the finished product. I think I'm going to do a little bit and probably do the teeth thing with the Cheshire Cat rather than just the, the moon. Or maybe you guys just like the moon there. But um, that's, there it is, Edge of the Rabbit Hole live stream show, Mad Hatters. We're all a little mad here. Only on Hot Road Media. So, glad you guys liked it. And, um, yeah, if you have any other ideas of what we can do for that t-shirt or another t-shirt idea, this is what we're going to go with first. Because uh, everybody really liked that. So, it's a nice shirt. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you know when those come out. Um, we're going to have to place an order and um, get that taken care of. So. My goodness. I'm going to write down some of these names that are in the chat, Mark, because... 
I don't think we're going to be able to remember them all. Yeah, and um, Emma's saying that uh, she also likes Matter, so she's chiming in that she uh, she likes it. Um, so, yeah, I think everybody's like that. Um, nobody has come up with another idea or has said that they don't like it. So, you guys are the Mad Hatters down there in the chat room with your chat with your with your chat shenanigator, which just seems to fit really well. You know, you know, you have all the you have the shenanigator down there with the uh, Mad Hatters. It's it works. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, well, let's get to Rob. I'm sorry for making you wait, Rob. <laughs> we just hey, did take no, care no. of a few things. So, well, back with us is is Rob Gutro. Um, he's a uh, he's a psychic medium. is an author of uh, many books talking about uh, ghosts and spirit, the afterlife, uh, pets in the afterlife, which uh, he's spoken on here before about, which is really interesting. Um, but. Uh, what we're going to have him talk about this evening, and actually this is his idea, I just said, Rob, what, what do you want to talk about? And he's been doing a, um, a presentation lately on um, communicating with loved ones from spirits. So, um, Rob, I'm just going to, you know, throw it right at you. Um, you know, tell us what's, what's going on with, the, with this topic, what you've been up to lately, and, and um, introduce yourself a little bit first for those viewers who aren't familiar with you. Okay, well, thanks Mike and Vanessa. It's uh, good to be back, actually. And um, for those who don't know me, I'm, uh, I am a medium. I'm on the ghost tracking group in Maryland. And I have four books, two about pets, two about people, and ghosts and spirits. And I'll explain the difference there. Um, I uh, do a lot, of, um, a lot of talks at Belmont Manor in, uh, in Maryland. We have a program there that we work with the park, uh, Parks Department. And... Uh, one of the talks is about recognizing signs from loved ones, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, by trade, by the way, I'm a scientist. I'm a meteorologist, so I do that full-time. I don't do the medium thing full-time. You, know, you can't make a living out of it, but I help people as much as I possibly can. So I, I maintain blogs and Facebook pages and all that stuff that you taught me, Mike, yes. <laughs> so, that, so that I can help people out. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I, you know, uh, what I find interesting, I mean, just from, you know, I guess this will kind of lead into your topic a little bit. Um, you know, Belmont Manor, I, you know, when I was last out there, there was just a, a you know, a couple of uh, events out there, an investigation. Now it seems like you're doing a lot more out there, and now you're giving these, these presentations. So how did all that come about? Uh, that came about through uh, Margaret Ehrlich, who's the manager of Inspired Ghost Tracking, and she worked with the, the Parks Department these together and she asked for members of the team for topics and um, of course I've been giving talks on a number of things so they gladly took all the talks that I give and so I go up there every every month and give different talks on different subjects. Yeah. Now Rob I have a question for you. I did a show the other night where um, I was with uh, Julia Syracuse, Phil Syracuse and Marie Vargas we were discussing the horse park chronicles on uh, Paranormals on TV, and an interesting thing came up that I knew I needed to discuss with you. Um, because this is, uh, bring out your scientist for me, okay? Because <laughs> that's what I'm addressing here. Uh, you and I talked on our previous show about the effect that water has on paranormal activity. Yes. Okay? And how it can amplify and everything else. Um, Phil has had um, a lot of paranormal activity around him his entire life, 
And I found out during that show that he was actually born during a hurricane. And I wondered if there could be a correlation to that because it just seemed to fit the, the feeling in the body that, that, that he has. What are your thoughts on that? Well, certainly there's a tremendous amount of energy in, uh, in, in a hurricane. Really, a hurricane is basically hundreds of thunderstorms that are rotating at an incredible speed. Uh, so when you've got all that, that energy, not, not only temperature energy, but uh, atmospheric energy, um, sure, uh, it's going to be able to add to, to any paranormal activity. And, it, you know, it, depending on who, him and his genetics, maybe if he's predisposed to, like, have sensitivity, it, w it may increase that, especially at his birth. That's a scientific unknown, though. But it is a possibility. Anything's possible when it comes to spirit. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't reaching too far when we were discussing that. It's just something about it struck me as odd because it's not something that is it, it's very common. Mm -hmm. And for a person to be born under, born under those circumstances or during those circumstances and then to experience a life literally full of these, of these types of occurrences, mm -hmm. to me there had to be a connection. However small... There had to be a connection. Maybe it just kicked the door open just a little bit further. So I was curious. Thank you for answering that. Well, I want to take a scientific fact that you may not know, but um, during um, most births happen during low pressure systems, storms, because inside the body there's high pressure, and outside low pressure systems are, are basically storms. So naturally high flows to low to equalize to, to create an equilibrium, so all of the high pressure wants to get out of the body, and that's when that's when babies are born, mostly during storms. Wow, that's really My interesting. That's enough, but yeah, Rob relates the whole thing to weather. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Throw awesome. some science on me. Make me a happy gal. I love that. <laughs> You're bringing up the geek in me. You know, you know <laughs> geek is totally fine, huh? Don't ever let anybody knock it. <laughs> so, now, your your work with, um, I, I guess let's just dive into your, your topic, communicating um, with loved ones from spirit. And I know that, um, you know, you yourself have had that experience with, um, you know, having some communication with, with a loved one from uh, spirit. So, um, you know, those experiences, I mean, just from the stories I've heard, of course, you know, it seems like everybody's experiences are, are different. So, how have you kind of... Um, you know, compartmentalized all this in, into a topic like that with everybody's experiences so different? Well, um, the spirit can, can communicate in, a, in um, a number of ways, and they can, um, everybody's experiences basically add to the methods that spirit can communicate. So, before I get to the different ways that spirit can communicate, it's important for me to make a distinction because. There are, what happens after we die is that we make a choice to stay or earthbound, which is what I call a ghost. And we, or we cross over and join the energies of the universe, paradise, heaven, whatever, and that's what I call spirit. So they're the same energies, but it's a different location. Um, they also use different emotional energies, and, and that also helps them energize to communicate. They have to get, they have to get energy to communicate. So physical energies that both entities use are heat, light, water, and electricity. But the 
differences in the emotional energy because emotional energy that powers ghosts are negative emotional energy like fear, anxiety, depression, nervousness, anger. Love, faith, and hope, however, power spirit. So that's why when our loved ones come through, it's because we have a lot of love for them, we, we have hope and faith that they'll come back to us and give us messages, and that strengthens them and enables them to do that. Now, there's a question, though. Um, one of the things that I hear a lot from people, and it's one of the main reasons I get contacted for personal situations, is because they can't contact or or feel their their deceased loved one around them, regardless of the amount of love that they have. And it makes me wonder, because I'm always wondering, you know, if it's a mental block. That is it. Could it be a feeling of unworthiness? Could it be a feeling of guilt? So you have um, counteracting emotions. You know, they're they're fighting against each other. Well, there's actually a couple of things that prevent uh, us from seeing signs from spirit. And one of them is guilt. Um, the other one is grief. Grief and guilt act as a block for, for seeing or observing signs from spirit. Um, sometimes people will feel guilty that they weren't on the bedside of somebody when they passed. And that's an important point. I get asked that question a lot. Um, that Or... You know, I, I, why should I, I feel terribly guilty? How can I get over it? And the answer is, as people, we make the choice to pass either by ourselves or pass with people around us. And sometimes people want to pass by themselves. They want to wait until everybody gets out of that room and then pass. So don't feel guilty if you weren't by the person's side because they chose to pass without you by their side. And the reason is that they know that it would cause more emotional trauma for you in your life to see them pass before your eyes. That's a uh, that's an excellent point. Um, you know, and and I've heard stories like that before, and I've also heard the stories where um, you know people hold on because they want to try to give that one last message before they pass. So it's it's kind of interesting how you know there's a, almost like a little bit of a choice there, you know, for that final moment. Uh, we do have a uh, question from the chat room, and um, I have to scroll back up a little bit. Uh, Megan Talbert, who's also in Maryland, um, is it easier or harder to communicate as a spirit versus a ghost, or vice versa? Um, that's a good question. It, it, it's easier for a spirit to communicate because uh, spirits can actually communicate with us anywhere in the world at any point in time, and they can actually communicate with multiple people at the same time. Ghosts, however, are limited to the location where they choose to stay. So therein lies the difference. Um, otherwise, as I mentioned, they, they use you know, the same physical energies and they use different emotional energies. And it, it all depends on how much energy is available where they are. Okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, I do have a question for you. Another thing that I have found um, when I'm discussing situations like these with people, different clients, people that contact me, is they are, it's harder for them to receive a message from somebody who died tragically or quickly than it is from somebody who died from a long, drawn-out illness. And I was wondering if you've noticed the same thing. Um, actually, I have not noticed a difference between the two. I really think it depends on the strength of the personality of the person who passed. 
and the receptivity of the person to whom the message is intended. Um, so we all maintain our memories, personalities, and knowledge when we pass, and we choose to stay as a ghost or a spirit. So sometimes the, those who pass have strong personalities. They, they may be talkers. Others may be shy and reserved. Case in point, when my dad passed away in 2008, my dad, he was very quiet. But when he passed away, he started coming through to me a lot. When my mother died in 2013, I no longer heard from my dad. Because in life, my dad used to let my mother do all the talking. And now she's now she does. <laughs> so that's how it works. Oh, funny. Um, we do tend to follow. <laughs> yeah. um, now let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you this, Rob. Um, because this has been a uh, interesting experience for me, and I don't know if you've necessarily dealt with this one. You probably have. Um, not too long ago, um, I had. A dream in which I believe that my grandparents um, communicated with me um, you know, from from beyond or however you want to word it uh, within that dream. Now, they've both um, have. Uh, I mean, my, my grandfather passed away in 2010. My grandmother just a couple years ago, um, and that's a, that's another one where it seemed like you know my grandfather was around you know from time to time, and then once my grandmother passed, he seemed to both of them. I mean, didn't, didn't really hear from them uh, very much at all. Um, but had this dream that, you know, I, I really believe uh, was a visit from them. So I guess the question is, is, um, you know, how, how prevalent do you think it is that a, uh, you know, that spirits can communicate through dreams like that? That's actually the most common way that spirits can can get messages to really? us is through, is through dreams. Yes, and sometimes there there's a difference between a dream and a visitation because in a in a visitation it means it's a much deeper experience where you can sometimes even feel their clothing or their hand perhaps. Right. Yeah, and I believe this was a visitation because I, I did you know get all those sensations with, with this. Yeah. Okay, so that's a really strong bond of love right there. Um, the other interesting thing too is that that I found in communications with spirit is that they tend to come around on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. Hmm. And anniversaries could mean anniversaries of their passing, anniversaries of their you know, their marriage, um, anniversaries of anything else. It doesn't matter. And and the reason for that is that if you think of how we live in the physical world, when do we call our relatives and our friends? Right? Birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays, special right. occasions. And that's when spirit usually sends signs. Now, I have a question for you, just because, um, actually, it's kind of twofold. Uh, my grandmother never left. <laughs> uh, she's with me all the time. Um, she has actually been seen by others, including Dennis Eslock, when I was at the 360 cabin in Virginia. He asked me who the woman was, and he described her, and I'm like, ask Grammy. Um, so, but I died, I, she died right before I was to turn two, and we were born on the same day. Um, so I know that she's still here, still kicking it. Um, but when I was in England and Scotland, and this wasn't noticed until after I got home and started going through the photos, there are controversial, because of how people think of them, orbs. Bright orange. Bright, the brightest orange you can imagine. And we actually caught a random picture of one off the pier in Whitby, England, and that damn thing is 
500 to 1,000 feet away. Wow. And it's showing up the size of a beach ball. <laughs> um, you know, like a beach ball on there. And there's nothing reflective. Um, we have them uh, bright orange in different areas in front of a church that's in a, you know, a very, very, very old um, cemetery right above Hellfire Caves, um, which I know that I have been there before. And uh, there's no windows. There's, there's nothing reflective. And it is huge and is bright orange. Do you think that sometimes those that do stay with us or that, that come and, and try to spend time with us, that they show themselves up in that fashion? Or was that just random folks just saying, hey, Vanessa's on vacation? <laughs> no, our loved ones actually do come with us on vacation, and, and they, they do that because they want to protect us. Um, yes. In, the, in my book, Pets in the Afterlife, I mentioned that in 2009, um, I happened to be in Puerto Rico with my husband, and we were walking around, we just chose a certain direction to go, and long story short, we bumped into a, a dog walker, and that dog walker had one Weimaraner that he was holding. And the water runner is the breed of dog that I had that passed as a puppy. And that I heard in my head my puppy tell me, I'm still here, Dad. And then I realized it was the anniversary date of his passing. Uh. And, he, and that was in Puerto Rico. And I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. So, yes, yeah, so our loved ones can appear anywhere, anytime around the world. So she was following me, making sure you stand out of trouble. Wow. <laughs> That just, that, just, that just breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's actually very touching. Uh, let me yeah, ask you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this, Rob. Um, you know, sometimes loved ones pass that, you know, maybe we were very close to, and we never hear from them. Um, but yet there's others that, you know, they might come visit, and they'll go for a long time, don't know where, and then all of a sudden, you know, they might be back again. It could be years later. Um... So it, it seems like there's nothing, there, there's no pattern. It, it seems very, very random uh, when somebody passes, if, if they may communicate with you and how often they may communicate with you. It's, you know, I think we all kind of wonder, okay, is there, you know, is there a party going on on the other side that, you know, they'd have to step out of occasionally to, <laughs> to, to communicate? They're just so relevant. They're exploring the universe. They're so busy right now. Right, right. I mean, they they be, uh, yeah, they're exploring the universe. They're out on Mars somewhere. And they're like, oh, yeah, I, you know, maybe we should go visit Mike real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that's right, Vanessa. Time is irrelevant on the other side. Right. There yeah. is no such thing. Time is actually a physical thing. So, you know, on, on Earth, we have 365 days that make a year. Um, I think on Mars, I think it takes five of our years to, to make a year over there or something like that. Or maybe that's Jupiter. Um, so time is, is irrelevant. Time is actually where, wherever you are. Um, but sometimes spirits don't have anything to say to us. Um, sometimes they just like to take the quiet in the back seat and, and watch us. Um, other times spirits will come to us with different messages or different times. And it's because we need to hear something for some reason. Um, and there's a lot of ways. We haven't yet talked about all the different ways that spirit can communicate with us, but um, there's a lot of ways that they can bring messages to us. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about some of those then. Okay. Um, we mentioned dreams, but one of the other common ways that spirit can send some signs is by using coins, by, by apporting a coin. That means apporting means moving from one place to another. 
coins are primarily a way of communication because they're light and they're easy for a spirit to get a, enough energy to transport. The trick is, that I've learned, is that if you look at the, the year on the coin, that may give you a clue as to who the spirit is. So that's one way. Okay, I've heard of that, yeah. Um, other ways are, spirits can manipulate things in nature. Um, what do I mean by that? Birds, butterflies, dragonflies, feathers, um, they, they can manipulate or influence things in nature to behave erratically on usually an occasion like a birthday, anniversary, or holiday. Um, oftentimes you'll hear stories of people who um, will say that on their, one woman actually told me that on her son's, um, the anniversary of her son's passing, a robin showed up at her, her window, this was in January, in the north, <laughs> and it kept coming back three days at the window and staring at her okay. for a while and then flying off. It was around the anniversary of his passing. Oh, and she right. thought, wait a minute, here I am in Minnesota, it's the winter, what's a robin doing out here? Right, yeah. And she realized it was from her son. Now, that, that I've, seen, I've seen videos on that. I've seen where people have actually been in a cemetery visiting their loved one mm -hmm. who's passed. And a bird will stop and, and just sit on the top of the, of the headstone. And then I've actually seen them where they fly over and actually sit on the person's hand. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. birds yeah. don't do that. <laughs> you know? And to me, that is just absolutely amazing. Um, you mentioned something else that I find utterly fascinating. I was talking with Gwen Clapper, which she's in the chat. I'm right now watching them, babies. Um, we were talking the other day, and what you just said rang true with me. Um, you hear, you always hear about people saying that they were scratched by a ghost, and they think it's something bad or pushed or something else. And it got me to thinking that. Like you said, they'll move coin because it's so much lighter. It's so much easier to manipulate. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there is a chance that when they are in ghost or spirit form, either one, that it is it takes kind of the energy of what it would take when you're coming out of a paralytic state. Mm -hmm. You know, when okay. you've been paralyzed and you're not quite certain how much energy it's going to take in order to make a movement. And so the more you try, the more energy you put behind it, and then, oh boy, you finally move that toe, you might finally move that hand, and if maybe it's, it's like that, so when they finally work up enough energy to touch you, to let you know that they're there, they push you. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely can see that, that they're not used to moving with such force, and, and uh, so it happens that way. That's a great observation, Vanessa. Yeah, Thank interesting. You. It's, it's right there. You know, I don't even know why. <laughs> um, another method, and I, we hadn't gotten to this yet, but I'm going to throw it out there because Gwen brought it up. She said that um, my dad used to smoke a cherry pipe years ago, way before it passed, and still get a smell of it from time to time. And that's like something that I'll get um, from time to time. Like when I said that my grandfather you know, used to visit, and I would usually know that he was around because I would just get that hint of the smell of just him, you know, it's kind of like a, it smells like grandpa's nearby. Um, more recently, um, I've picked up on, on occasion, my uncle's aftershave, and he just passed away uh, last summer, and there's been a couple times uh, here where it's like, 
you know, it's, it smells like Uncle Paul, just out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't have his aftershave anywhere around here. Um, well, it's our strongest emotional attachment. Yeah. That's what, first, from birth, we know the smell of mom. Right. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's another way in which they kind of let their presence known is, is through through the sense of smell. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, and that's that's definitely a very strong one. Um, you know, you can see something like baking cookies that your grandmother used to do or uh, your mother's favorite flower or something like that. Um, otherwise, that they, they can come through too. Are, of course, there's physical mo movements. We talked about that, Vanessa, about how they can be physical. But you can feel like a, a gentle gentle touch on your, your shoulder, or you can feel your hair being tugged. I've felt that many times, actually. Um, you might be able to see them out of the corner of your eye. Uh, sometimes you might see even a, a partial or full-body apparition. Um, I, I've seen only a couple, um, and um, they're very startling, actually. Um, sometimes, you know, for people who are, are very sensitive, or for people who are mediums, sometimes our loved ones will share, or, or loved ones will share pain of death. Yeah, I, I experienced that. I yeah. experienced that a lot. I mean, I've been hit, punched, kicked, pushed downstairs, mm. stabbed, shot. Um, actually, and I felt the sword go through me when I was in England. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. It sucks, wow. doesn't it? It does, it but sucks. you just tell them to stop. Well, I mean, but you've got to get the message first. I did a reading yeah. for a woman in Dallas, um, and I had no information at all on the person. Um, and the only way for him to get his message across that who he actually was was to tell me he loves NASCAR and his favorite band and his ex-girlfriend's name, but to also show me the man that she was with and that they beat him to death and set him on fire. And so I got to feel a portion of that. And that sucks ass. Chacha, I'm going to take you out in a minute. Hush. Sorry. The <laughs> <laughs> doggy. She's fine. Yeah, and I know that, um, like, Shauna's experienced that, um, you know, a number of times when we've, um, you know, been out on investigations or maybe just, you know, at a cemetery and, um, you know, like, she'll feel a pain in her head or, or something like that. So, you know, that they're reaching out and telling her, hey, this is, you know, this is what happened to me. It hurts. Yeah, and it's, it's really not to be malicious, but it's, it's the right. way to confirm their identity. So, um, so, so some of the other things, too, you can, sometimes you'll hear, you'll hear them, especially if you're, like, in the twilight stage of your sleep or you, maybe when you're in the shower. Um, but when I gave a lecture last week, I asked people, do they ever hear voices in the shower or do they ever hear music yeah. in the shower? And they do, and, and they say that there's nobody else in the house and there's no radio on. And they couldn't explain it. And that's well, it. You know what? Trying to get through. You know what? It's interesting uh, that you bring up the, the running water like that. Um, we were doing an investigation with uh, Lee Ehrlich um, a few weeks back at Mineral Springs uh, Hotel in Alton, Illinois. And there was a uh, fountain going. And he actually, it, you know, kind of showed us and taught us how you can actually uh, get EVPs and hear voices off of the water. So somehow they are, you know, manipulating um, that sound of the, of the water uh, running, a bubbling um, into a, uh, an actual voice. And, um, you know, once we, you know, figured out, you know, kind of where it was, it was like, wow, yeah, you can actually hear a lot within the water like that. Wow. It's yeah. fascinating. It really is.
And so that's, well, I'm guessing that's that's where the showers come into play. Yeah. Well, it's all, it, like, it's all about energy. So you yeah. like water, electricity. And electricity, of course, is, is the big one. That's sure. the easiest yeah. thing for spirits, of course. As, as you well know, Mike, when you go on investigations, they play with your batteries. They, you know, oh, yeah. They, they play with flashlights. They turn TVs on, um, radios, any, anything, really. Um, I was actually doing a, a public ghost tour in Belmont about two months ago. And we were in a room where I've sensed a little girl since I, since I started going there a year ago. And I learned her name and all that. And I, I asked her if she had a message for everybody. And suddenly the TV went on by itself. And there was a room of like 15 people who were standing there. And the TV remote, as it turned out, was in a drawer that was closed away from everybody. <laughs> so, so there, yeah, so she was playing. Okay, electricity. Okay, electricity. You you opened up this Pandora's box. I got one for you. Okay. I got one for you. Okay, so Saturday night, I am remote viewing for NP Paranormal there in Sheffield, England. And um, they were doing it via uh, Facebook Live. And they had, which they normally do live stream, but the reception's real, it's all poopy. So they were doing Facebook Live, and um, they had like 56% on his phone. And within 60 seconds, it dropped to less than 11%. Oh, my gosh. Just boom. So wow. they go ahead. They, they had to pop out. So they get they, they finish everything up without it being uh, live. And that's about maybe 10 minutes or so, packing up all the gear and stuff. And he messages me on WhatsApp. His phone went from 11% to 38% without being on a charger. Wow. Oh, wow. So, I've never heard of that. So it sucked it down. That's, <laughs> that's it pretty bad. And then put some back on. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Pull it back. Uh, Rob, a, uh, it. it sounds like that ghost was feeling guilty. Yeah. I'm maybe. A little. <laughs> they mean to take <laughs> it all here, have some back. Right, exactly. Right. He was uh, a monk. He didn't want to be greedy. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Yeah. Rob, we have a question for you uh, from the chat room. This is from Starry Night. It says, Rob, would you consider a spirit going through you as the closest encounter you can have? It's happened to me twice. That's definitely a close encounter. It's, yeah. it's happened to me a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I don't know how it affected you, um, Starry Night, but I got chills uh, the first time. And, uh, that was another experience in England when one of Henry VIII's queens, Catherine Howard, ran screaming down the uh, down the hallway in the Hampton Court Palace, ran right through me. Oh wow! And, yeah, and I saw Catherine her. Howard, and she okay. Just, it, <laughs> it was it was interesting. So, what do you think when they go through you and they stay for a minute? Hmm. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't really care. <laughs> I, you know, I, I tell them that uh, this, this seat is occupied. There you how go. Can, okay, no. How do you do that? <laughs> I'm not aware of doing it. And that's what wants to know. Now, yeah, she wants specifics. <laughs> I can't kick them out. Uh, well, uh, well, you have to tell them that they're unwelcome there. And um, if you think that that's going to happen to you, just uh, what I normally do is surround myself with white light. Like, I... I Project a blanket of white light around me so that they can't get it. 
You know, you might have to ex explain that one to um, to some viewers because I know you know a, a lot of, a lot of people talk about what, you know blanket myself in white light. How does one blanket yeah. themselves in white light? Uh, well, it's basically all imagination because your imagination is uh, it's energy. Um, your thoughts are are little electrical impulses in your brain, and you can project those thoughts and create like a construct. Um, basically enveloping yourself with energy. Um, if you're familiar with well, if you're if you're familiar with the superhero of the Green Lantern who creates constructs of energy with his ring. You um, would go all Green Lantern. <laughs> it's the same it's the same premise. Uh, I'm a superhero. Man. You are, you are. And I I believe you have dressed as Green Lantern before, yes? I have. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, well, that's a great analogy, it is. Yeah. That's pretty good. Damn. So it's all about energy, really, and you can project the energy. Um, by the way, for everybody listening that may, may think that they don't have the ability to get messages from ghosts and spirits or may not have the ability to be a medium, you actually can. Because think about it this way. If you go into a room and there is a group of people that you don't know, you'll often find somebody that you just feel like you want to walk up and start talking to. Maybe get to know them a little bit. Conversely, you may find out that you may think that there's a person that you definitely have to avoid, and you avoid them. Well, what you're doing is you're reading the energy of these people. And that's what mediums do. But we just read energy from dead people and dead animals. Does that make sense? Well, that's it makes sense. It, yeah, it makes sense to me. I hope the uh, the viewers understand that. And you know, if if you have any questions, by all means, uh, throw them down there in the chat room. Uh, anything about what Rob is talking about, and uh, you know, we'll bounce it off of him. It's really cool because I'm I'm watching it on my phone, uh -huh. and they're just talking about all this stuff amongst themselves. It's great. Yeah, no, that they, they do that all the time. They have a great chat going. Um, we love our chat room, the Mad Hatters. <laughs> As they are now affectionately called. Um, we've got the chat shenanigator Shauna down in there, and yeah, they, um, you know, they're 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 talking about what we're talking about. Sometimes they get you know their own subject going or whatever, but then always come back to uh, what's going on with the show. And um, yeah, Rob, they've had a great discussion about exactly what we've been talking about, um, and those couple of questions thrown in. So um, yeah, by all means, there's like a twenty to thirty second delay, but if you guys have questions, um, you know, throw them out there. So. Well, and, and um, you know, you were mentioning about everything, and I think it's one thing since we are encouraging people to, you know, to be able to read people on their own, and the fact that they don't have to come to people like me and you, they they can do this. They've got the ability. Um, when you speak about the energy drain, from you know, that's one of the things that the spirits are going to use. You know, they'll they'll pull out our energy or the energy around us. Um, how important do you believe? It is for after experiences to make sure that you refuel. You know, should when people are trying to do this, do they need to make sure that they're not alone, that they have sustenance on hand? I mean, what are your experiences with that? Yeah, it's absolutely critical because what what they're doing, um, what we're doing as mediums is we're we're reading the energy and we're expelling our own energy. So not only do we expel physical, uh, I mean, uh, emotional energy, but physical energies as well. So it's important to to have maybe something to eat. Um, I, we always uh, after after investigation, I always take a shower, um, and that helps replenish the water energy. Help, helps replenish me. Um, you can listen to soft music. 
um, do something that you find relaxing in order to just build up the charge in your own batteries. I got to throw this out there because you did, and yeah. Vanessa, just, I don't mean to interrupt, but he mentioned, he mentioned food. Um, and I've always heard, I know it works because I've tried it. Chocolate. What is it about chocolate that works? It's good. I know it's good, but what it, it, it really does work in recharging oneself. I mean, I know they had the whole thing in Harry Potter and they, and they showed that, but it's, it's actually true. When you lose that, that energy like that, especially like a spiritual energy when you've been having, um, you know, some of those types of interactions, that that uh, chocolate will give you, you know, like a little pep of energy back like that. And I don't think it's just from the sugar. I think there's something within chocolate itself. Scientifically, it triggers uh, endorphins, and that empowers us and gives us a rush of energy. So that's that's what it is. It is There is some science behind it. All right. Well, it makes sense because I would always carry, like, those power bars with me and they were always like the chocolate and peanut power bars you know because when when i go through one of my little you know tidbits and gwen from bpi she can attest to this you gotta feed me after okay <laughs> I'm just you know i mean i don't know put me in a corner and slingshot a cheeseburger down my throat you gotta do something there you go. because it's just too much you know it's too much energy used up so Chocolate's wonderful, though. It's a wonderful substitute for cheeseburgers. I think Mike and I would uh, find coffee. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 And Dunkin' Donuts. You know, I'm more on board with the Dunkin' Donuts now than I am with the Starbucks. Sorry, Starbucks. Um, Attaboy. <laughs> um, there is a question from the chat room. Um, Emma Bejic asks, what is your take on using spirit boxes for communication? Um, I haven't used the spirit boxes. I, I've been, uh, the group that I've got a lot to have used spirit boxes. And uh, sometimes it takes a long time to get something through there. Um, so if you're going to use a spirit box, I would say make sure you have a lot of patience and you are willing to spend about four or five hours and you may only get a couple of words. That's just my experience. Yeah. Well, for I me really personally, spirit boxes give me a headache, so... <laughs> I mean, and Vanessa, I don't know if you've ever chimed in on the whole spirit box uh, debate. Well, it's I'm picky. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, right? Um, I I have seen people use it, uh, and I've seen them claim that everything that comes through it is is scripture. You know, I mean, right. by golly, and you can look at that whole sentence, and I'm sitting there thinking. Kind of crack are you smoking? Because I'm not here. <laughs> and so, uh, but then I've also worked with other teams like NP and BPI and stuff where Gwen is very, very, very much schooled on, on what to listen for because she's an ex police officer and EMT. So she knows. Yeah, so she's trained with the radio. Yeah. 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 And you can, she, she's quite versed in it. So I, I trust certain people with it. Um, the spirit box amongst the masses, I'm not so You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little weird on it. I'm not saying it isn't valid. I'm saying I'm not backing it 100%. Yeah, and maybe I that's what it is. You know, somebody that's, you know, it, that has a lot of experience like that uh, using the, the radio, um, you know, would be ideal for that. Whereas, yeah, I mean, just, you know, general populace, you know, to, to me, whenever, you know, we've used a spirit box, you know, and I'm with guys that are like, oh, yeah, that's something, and that's something. I'm like, 
Yeah, kind of like you were saying, Vanessa, you know, what, what do you smoke it? Because I don't hear that, or I'm distinctly hearing it as radio chatter. And I know people are saying, you know, the people that say, you know, these things, you know, truly work are like, well, it's like a thirteenth of a second. It's like, you know how much, you know, you can get a couple full syllables, you know, within, you know, fractions of a second. So, yeah, you're, you're picking up a radio chatter. <laughs> Well, and Ghostly Cowboy, who has been in the chat, because yay, I'm using my phone, I can see it. Mm -hmm. um, he actually had one of the better sessions I've ever heard that's on his yeah. YouTube channel. And he was asking very specific questions. That's another key thing. If you're going to use a spirit box, random answers aren't good enough for right, me. Right, right. You know, so I, I have, have, and I have... Specific answers. And he was asking, what color is my hat? Right. Like that to where I mean, it's it's one color you can't get it wrong, you know. And he was getting the correct answers, and to me that was quite impressive. Yeah, and I and I have seen it before where, you know, using a, a couple of different devices like that, and you're getting the same answers back from each device. It's like okay, to, to me that's a little bit more legit, um, but not not meaning to get off of. I mean, we're, we're talking with Rob who doesn't really use them, so. But the question was thrown out there, you know, you know, do you use those? But I think, Rob, you kind of um, you know, use your body, you use more of your senses, um, which is kind of... Yeah, I use my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, on a different topic, I, I, I get a lot of questions from people about, uh, about ashes and then about what happens to suicide and murder victims on the other side. And mm -hmm. I wanted to address those if I could. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, sometimes people, uh, mostly people with pets, will, will tell me that they have their ashes in their house. And it, sometimes people uh, have human ashes in their house. Now, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not a proponent for that. I, I can see having pets' ashes in your house because my pets' ashes are going to be buried with me. But, um, but human ashes are something different. And, uh, you know, I think that every, that human ashes need to just go to their favorite place or just, you know, sprinkle them wherever the person liked to be. Um, there's always residual energy in ashes. They don't necessarily act as a big magnet, but they, they can act as a, a, sm a slight magnet for spirit. Um, somebody just wrote me and told me that, uh, that their, the ashes of their uncle is in their, are in their house. And... Their, the woman's mother feels um, like he doesn't want her to, to leave the house or sell the house. So uh, the answer is really, if you have ashes in your house, think about the person that they belong to and help them get rest or sprinkle them where they belong uh, or where they want to belong. Um, if you have ashes of pets, I would say, you know, just when you pass, and if you get cremated, just have them, you know, put in with you, and then sprinkle where you like to go. Um, but ashes can act as a draw, uh, a draw rather. Um, in, in terms of murders and suicides, um, everybody passes, everybody crosses over. I, I just want to put that out there right okay. now. Um, there's a huge difference between what happens with ghosts and spirits and religions. And for everybody out there, religions are all created by man, but spirituality is not. 
associated with any religion. Spirituality is basically just the facts. What happens after we die, what energy is, and where it can go, either staying, by, staying on Earth or crossing over. So people who are murdered or people who commit suicide can all cross over. Um, sometimes they, they get stuck behind and they get confused. They wake up on, they wake up in 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 and oh, for those that are not theater, it looks like we get Uh oh. Did we lose Vanessa? Um, yeah, she broke up and now I just see a solid she's got a cigarette in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Well, maybe she'll come back. So I just wanted to throw those yeah. things out about because those are two common questions that I get. Yeah, no, that that's great. Um, we do have a couple of um, more questions from the uh, from the chat room. So uh, another question from Starry Night Question. Rob, do you believe being sensitive is inherited and generational? I do believe that it is inherited. Um, I know in my family, my mother had it. Turned out my grandfather had it on, on my mother's side. So it does run in the family. But that doesn't mean that you can't learn how to be sensitive. Right. Okay. And that kind of leads into the next question. No, um, I, no, it's the whole thing. I've been sitting in all the fans. Okay. It looks like she's starting to come back a little bit. Um, it kind of leads into the next question that uh, Megan had. Uh, were you born with your ability or did it develop? I've been here the whole time. Um, the answer to that, Mike, is uh, I was born with it, but I didn't recognize it until I was 13 when my grandfather appeared to me in full color and scared the bejesus out of me. Ah. Um, and then over time, um, after my life got in order, um, decades later, uh, I was finally able to recognize the ability and, and enhance it at, uh, okay. to the point uh, where I can get messages and understand Great. Okay, so Vanessa, you are, it looks like you're back. I mean, on my end, it just looks like you were holding a cigarette to your mouth the whole time. I, the whole time. You guys sounded like um, I was getting every third word. The I whole heard. thing was frozen. Yeah, okay. Isn't that weird? I, I don't even know why. I was sitting here trying to tell people in chat, I have a question for you just because I, I heard ashes somewhere in there, okay? Um, <laughs> so I know you were talking about ashes. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on, because we all know that when somebody is cremated, it is not just their ashes. So how do you feel about there being basically multiple people inside of an urn and being taken into somebody's home? Well, you don't know who's in there. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's, well, it, you know, again, it's, it has mild residual energy. So it's it's really not, I don't think it's really anything to uh, to worry about. It, it all depends on the emotional energy in the house that connects to the person um, in spirit. Whether or not they're going to call them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry, someone asked me if I was going to start seeing Let It Go. <laughs> right, and there was a comment in there about you know you taking like the longest drag ever. Um, did I, I have to ask you guys something? Did I ever one of you sigh? Like that whole little exchange there. No. Okay. It sounded like somebody sighed like right here by me. So okay. No, sir. Okay. Have a visitor, Mike. Maybe. 
Um, there is a, another question from the chat room for Rob, and it was from Emma, if I can find it again. Um, she was wondering, how do you develop those abilities better? Uh, actually, that's actually why I wrote a couple of books, um, so right. that you can learn how to look for the signs. And uh, one way to do this is to close your eyes and trust what you get. If you, if you hear things, words, or see pictures of things that you cannot uh, associate with your own life or the, that you would never think of, then they're likely messages from somebody else. So, so trust them. Um, you can also go into, what I did is, I, I started going into historic mansions and I tried to figure out who was there. And I would get messages and then I would go check with the docent of the, uh, of the mansion and, and find out who lived there. And then I would piece together whether or not that was, in fact, one of the residents. And um, when that, I started doing that, I got hits every time I went into a place. That's honestly the best way to do it. You know, that, in my personal opinion, people always ask me, what is the best piece of paranormal equipment you can use? Your body. And it is a piece of paper and a pen and your brain. Mm -hmm. As long as you go into the place without knowing anything about it. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you, and you can verify Trying to locate a question here because I saw uh, Shauna post, "Hey Mike, don't forget Donna's question about the radio," well, and well, I'm not finding it. it. And Vanessa's breaking up again. She's breaking up again. Yeah. Breaking up is hard to do, you know. All right. Well, while I okay. <laughs> it is. While I look for that question. Um, Donna Gorton says, Rob, is there a way to get on the same wavelength with living animals versus ones who have passed? their body language, the, the way they look at you, and so forth. You just really have to pay attention to detail. Um, in terms of pets you have passed, that opens up a whole other area. I mean, they communicate the same way that human spirits do. I mean, pets have, dogs specifically, have the intelligence of a three- to five-year-old child, human child. So 
you know, they know language, they know they know what you look like, they can describe and project what somebody looks like to a medium. Um, so that's how I know who is on the other side with somebody's pet. I can describe them. Um, so all kinds of things. They, there's all kinds of levels of intelligence that I talk about in the Pets in the Afterlife books. But animal communicators work with live animals. Mediums work with their past. Okay. Um, I believe I found the question. <laughs> hey! Mm -hmm. And oh, I heard Vanessa, but she's not moving. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Donna Buxbaum um, says that um, she, it, it seems like an insane coincidence, but on several occasions that when she's specifically talking or taking Okay, which is specifically taking some sort of spiritual risk or challenge, inevitably the same song will play. So um, I guess it's it's your take on um, specific music that plays when somebody gets into this, uh, different situations. Yeah, music is actually a very common way uh, that spirit communicates with us from the other side. Um, so that that whatever song that is, is directly attached to a spirit that she knows on the other side that's probably assisting her. Um, at case in point, I, my, my mother communicates a lot through song. My mother loved certain songs. Okay. And uh, I happened to be thinking about her when I went into a CVS last year. And the first song that came over the intercom was one of her all-time favorite songs. It was oh, wow. by Fleetwood Mac. And as that song played, I happened to be looking in the, at the, for a card, uh, and I, the first card I pulled out, without even knowing what it was on, what was on it, was a poodle. And my mother's favorite dog was a poodle. So my mother's favorite song played, and I picked out a card that had her favorite dog. Nice. And so I knew that she was right with me. Yeah. So that's what that's what music means. Okay. All right. Um, one last question from the chat room, and then we're gonna have to wrap it up because mm -hmm. we've. We've gone an hour. Um, Tammy Sifford asks, is Rob getting anyone from the chat's loved one that has passed? So I don't know if you've been tuned into the chat at all. Uh, no, actually, I'm not on the chat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy looking, at, looking over here at the screen. Right, right. Okay. Um, so, no, but they're always welcome to email me at rgutro at gmail.com and ask any questions about their loved ones. I don't charge for readings. Um, you know, I'll answer questions from loved ones if I can tune into them. Um, I get barraged with pet uh, pet requests. Right. Uh, I get about 40 a week now from oh, wow. all over the world. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But, uh, so be patient. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be happy. It takes a lot of energy. It does, yeah. So I usually do them on the weekends. That's a lot on the weekends. Damn. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, by the way, Mike, I, I don't know if you heard, but the whole chat, not tonight, but on the last one, uh -huh. decided that our show needed to be two hours. Uh, yeah, I caught a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it. I mean, the thought has crossed my mind, but I, I don't know, because I've you know done plenty of two-hour interviews before. And it's like while an hour doesn't seem long enough, a lot of times, sometimes an hour, two, sometimes two hours seems too long. 
So maybe an hour and a half. Maybe an hour and a half. We'll have to talk about it. Leave it up to the chat. I don't know. I mean, they, they like Mad Hatters. Maybe they'll like an hour and a half. So leave your comments below. <laughs> like, wasn't it wasn't it T.T. Barnum that said, always leave them wanting more? True enough. True enough. I always leave them wanting more. Um, That's what happened. Seven minutes. Yeah. So, Rob, <laughs> how can everybody find you? Uh, well, if you look under a rock, then maybe, no. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> Just drive to Maryland. If you uh, if you go on Facebook, um, you can find me on the, just type in Rob Guthrie and you can you can find me Rob Guthrie author medium. Uh, actually, if you, if you go to, if you type in robguthrie.com or uh, spiritpets.com, it goes right to my blog. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, and Mike, if if you could just throw up the the Facebook and Twitter and all yeah. that stuff on your page, I won't have to rattle it off. <laughs> I'll get that on there, and I'll put it um, once this video goes uh, up, you know, after the archives and all that stuff, I'll add all the links and everything um, into there as well. So, so future viewers will see all those all those links and everything below. All those crazy links, yeah. yeah. But they can find me like they can find you on Amazon.com, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I just want to take a minute to say thank you for allowing me to share a couple of stories in your uh, your two books, uh, yeah. two of your books, rather. Yeah, um, Encounters with the Paranormal. It, it means a lot. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're, you're a fantastic writer, great friend, and um, yeah, uh, you're welcome to contribute a third, because we are doing a third uh, Encounters with the Paranormal, so if you have anything you'd like to uh, add again, by I all means. Have, I, I have plenty of pet stories for you. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I forgot to send that, so I'm on it. I promise. All right. Okay? <laughs> And I have the list of everybody that was in the chat, so can I shout out? Go ahead. Vanessa wants to shout okay. out. Go ahead. Yeah. Usually okay. I'm the one this shouting is, out, but go ahead. Yeah, this is for everyone who was in the chat. Um, Donna Gordon, Tammy Sefford, Diane Hilbert, Charmy Bapensply, Scott Latia, Starry Night, Stephen Curry, Joanne Rubino, Shannon the Shenanigator, Zoe Small, V3 Airspace, Carrie Parrish, Real Paranormal Activity, I don't know which one, Lynn's <laughs> White, Lulu Tooby, Donald McGuire, Lenore Martinez, Angela Holwin, whole other page, Emma Bezik, Spooky and Raven, Megan Tower, Bethany, Robert White, Super Willy Boy, love that name. <laughs> um, I can't help it. Ghostly Cowboy, Kirsten Phillips, Miss Paula the Witch, uh, Jake Medford, Athena Brown, Tammy Heitzman, Point of Ascension, Ectovision, Elizabeth Barnett, Tina Olzak, Gwen Clapper from BPI, Don Juan, Design Imaging, Linda Miller, and Athena Brown. I yeah. want to calm down. Yeah, okay. a couple of those. Um, Ectovision was uh, Sean Gilmore, and um, Design Imaging was uh, Donna Boxbaum. So, there we go. Awesome. Thank you, Vanessa. Yeah, because you uh, locked up, you were able to grab the chat. I was. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Party tea party up there. <laughs> so I really do want to thank all of you for chatting and for uh, Shauna, our chat shenanigator, and keeping things rolling in the chat. You guys are our mad hatters. So we're all a little mad here. So And also, um, that invitation for uh, Rob to contribute and, of course, Vanessa to the next Encounters with the Paranormal 3. That is going to uh, help the Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois. 
that's where um, those proceeds will be going just like um, with this one where part of the proceeds are going to the uh, Goldenrod Showboat. So if you don't have this one yet, go ahead and get it. Um, also, like I said earlier, uh, you can just go to GoldenrodShowboat.com, help them out uh, with a little bit of something there because um, they're going to they're gonna need it with uh, with the flooding there with the uh, with the goldenrod. So um, I guess that's about it. We got we got our ghosty, and uh, <laughs> he did, he didn't have a sock today. Rob, you have, you have, <laughs> I, I, all I have to do is say sock, and she's she's gone. And someone out there has got to say ectogasm. One, two, three, ectogasm. There we go. <laughs> Rob's like, what in the world are they talking about? <laughs> It's late. I know it's late. <laughs> a mess. A mess. Uh, all right, well, Rob, <laughs> Rob, thanks again for uh, coming out tonight. I uh, really appreciate it. We'll have to have you on again um, down the road. And really happy that you know we didn't have any technical difficulties this time, like the uh, first time we had you on. Yes, so. thank you so much. And, yeah. and uh, I will leave you with uh, with a plea to all to just spay and neuter your pets and adopt from shelters because there's there so go. many dogs and cats that get euthanized every day that we can save more. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, for Rob Guttrow, Vanessa Hogo, our, my co-host, I'm Mike Ricksecker, and, of course, Shauna Wankel, our chat shenanigator down there. Thank you, everybody. Till next time.